0: You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. (coughs) From Mamma Mia, Welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodney. And I'm Melissa Mason. And it's Friday, which means it's Weekend Watch Day. It My favourite. I know, I feel like I can taste the margaritas at the end of the day. <laughs> I always bring it back home on this podcast, I can't help it. I'm really excited to be here because I'm not normally on on a Friday. i actually just remembered that. Yeah. Like, you and Chelsea are just interchangeable, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> and you know I love to bring stale recommendations. I know, well, you did have to clear your recommendation today, but it's a good show, <laughs> so I'll allow it. So coming up later, we have two amazing, new TV shows to recommend to you. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day.
1: I have news. What's the hot gossip? I want more headlines. Well, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West have officially finalised their divorce. The ex-couple were meant to go to trial next month but reached a settlement beforehand, agreeing to joint custody and no spousal support payments, with Kanye set to pay $200,000 of child support monthly. They'll also equally split expenses for the kids like private security and schooling as you do with the private security for your kids. I mean, they do need it. Because they had a prenup, lots of their finances were actually kept separate. So it was a fairly drama-free settlement in the end after a year of Kanye apparently refusing to mediate. But there was some weird stuff. So Kanye sought the right to question any new husband of Kardashians under oath. The judge, Steve Cochran, Obviously, rejected this. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Also, while a lot of their property was separate, they did have some to split. So, Kim is keeping the $60 million home that they have, plus the $4.5 million one that Kanye famously bought next door in that weird move he said was to stay closer to his kids. So, he's given that to her. Kanye's keeping the Malibu Beach House. I personally would want the Malibu Beach House. Also, some ranches they own in Wyoming. I would also want those. And a home in Belgium. I didn't even know they had a home in Belgium, but oh, there you go. go. I mean, why wouldn't you have a home everywhere if you were the Kardashian West's, you know? Things are still a bit frosty though. So according to TMZ, they don't speak now, and the kids' stuff is coordinated through assistance. And Kanye wore his infamous White Lives Matter shirt to North's basketball game recently, and apparently Kim just did not speak to him and had her car moved from the parking lot to avoid him completely. Which, you know what? I get it. Fair enough. But yeah, it's good that this is all over and they can both move on. Na, na,
0: na, na. So we were gifted a little Christmas surprise, a little I'm going to call it, treat. for us today from Netflix. The candy cane, if you will. <laughs> who released the trailer for their highly anticipated, I don't use that word lightly because no. I feel like it was, new six-part documentary series about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. So it's only 59 seconds of footage, but what a footage it was. So we see a montage of beautifully crafted black and white photos, some really private moments from the couple, some moments from Megan's pregnancy, and a few other kind of upsetting photos that we'll get into in a bit. And the voiceover goes into explaining why the couple chose to do this documentary in the first place. No one sees what's happening behind the closed doors. everything I could to protect my family. When the stakes were this high, doesn't it make more sense to hear our story from us? Okay, so a lot to unpack there. So in the official kind of press materials for the documentary, Netflix says the series will explore the clandestine days of their early courtship, while also kind of getting into their marriage and their decision to break away from the royal family and move to the US, and just kind of all the rumours and perceptions that have been around the couple since they first got together all those years ago. They also added that it will cover the challenges that led to them feeling forced to step back from their full-time role. So... My first thought watching it is how incredibly stylized it mm-hmm. is just with the images that they've chosen to use very like they look like they're pulled from the pages of Vogue in many cases mm. or from the TIG Meghan Markle's the infamous TIG. blog RIP she wants to bring that blog back do so it. bad do it do it meghan that's I that's want the it. whole reason they broke away from the royal family i yes. feel so she could get the TIG up and running again <laughs> And, you know, they're black and white, they're beautifully stylized. And I feel like that's a way for them to paint a picture of their lives in a very specific way. Oh, yeah.
1: This is like the most PR driven, I wouldn't say the most PR driven couple, but like the PR around them is so meticulous and The timing is chef's kiss here. (laughs) I mean, we've just had the crown season five, and we're all like deeply immersed in the treatment of Diana, the media circus around the royals, the effect that that had on them, and all of the you know, duty pressures on the royal family that's brought out in the crown. This is the perfect timing to release this documentary and they know it and Netflix knows it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And there's been a lot of talk that the release of the trailer was held back after the Queen's death because obviously now it's especially tricky to navigate. Yeah. But the timing is interesting, as you're saying, coming off the back of The Crown that so many people think that this season of The Crown was overly favourable to the royal family, particularly Charles and his situation and Camilla. And it's so interesting that Harry and Meghan have aligned themselves so strongly with Netflix. I mean, obviously, you know, it's to do with money and prestige and yes. if anyone's got money to throw around, it's Netflix. But also the timing of the trailer coming out today it's exactly the same time that Prince William and Kate Middleton, I know her name is Princess Catherine, Duchess Catherine, but Mm -hmm. you know, Kate Middleton is what we call her, have just started their tour of the US. Mm. So I don't know if it would be this calculated, but the kind of thinking is that are they trying to either capitalize on the royals doing a US tour or are they kind of trying to take some of the narrative back and put it on Meghan and Harry? Like it's very, it is very interesting timing. And also so interesting that so much of the trailer is just Meghan and Harry Harry and these beautiful black and white images, and then there's a photo of Meghan breaking down and crying because mm. we know the series is going to deal with mental health. But the one other image they show that's also in colour, which is interesting, is one of those infamous photos of Kate Middleton Williams staring across the room at Harry and Meghan, you know, their last kind of mm. like official jobs as royals, just as all these accusations were starting to bubble up and Kate looks quite angry. And so it feels very pointed that that's the image that's been chosen yeah. because it kind of riles up that whole Meghan and Harry versus William and Kate debacle again that they tried so hard to squash after the Queen's death where they did mm. the joint walk together together. And it just feels very pointed. That that's the image that's been chosen.
1: I've always seen like Harry and Meghan as like really trying to break down all of that archaic duty shit that surrounds the royals, which is starting to become more and more problematic as we get more into a modern world. But it's also interesting timing because harry's books coming out yes i have a funny story to tell you oh
0: right which i've saved you met prince harry no
1: <laughs> <laughs> i wish i went on a date the door right <laughs> now
0: <laughs> that reminds me of that terrible australian tv show want to marry a prince and it they, wasn't it want to marry harry want to marry harry yeah and then just like it's prince harry but it was not prince harry wasn't but they thought the it was
1: and, and he didn't even bring look like prince harry it was just a random redhead i mean bring that show back <laughs> google that show if you've never heard of it you will not be sorry <laughs> but i have audible right yeah. His book is like number one for pre-order and the other day I listened to like my Audible book and I must have had the app still open and I walked in somewhere and was holding my phone and the next minute I have this email pop-up that's like, thank you for your pre-order of Spare and I was like, what? I didn't buy Spare and I'm looking and my phone has magically ordered <gasps> Prince Harry's book. It was like a that's ghost. That's how powerful he is. He's so powerful <laughs> that he is just pre-ordering his own book through people's Audible accounts. Wow. So I'm He's expecting the same power from this documentary. <laughs> we'll all accidentally just start watching it. Our TVs we will just turn on with the documentary on. Exactly. It'll
0: be so interesting interesting. interesting to see because i think like it's not going to be the full truth it's going Mm. to be a little slice that they want us to know there's no air date for it yet um it's thought that it's going to come out early next year but yeah megan and harry's documentary fun times ahead we'll pop the trailer on our instagram feed if you want to take a look i finished my work week on my couch ordered some food it's time for we watch
1: our recommendations of what to watch this weekend I am talking about a not new show, but it does have a new season. Yeah, so I uh, think that I get a free pass here. It's Yellowstone, and I only just got into Yellowstone, so it's slow to start. So I think you need to give it a few episodes to really like get to know the characters because I think they're what really drives this show is this really interesting family. So it's about a family that own this incredibly huge ranch and it's been in their family for five generations. So they're very tied to the land, but then they're also sort of dealing with modern society and sort of the fact that ranch life is starting to fade out and they're still really trying to hold on to it. And then you start trying to hold on to it because you're like, yes, (laughs) you rope those cows, (laughs) you ride those horses. And then you've also got a sort of Native American reservation right next door that obviously there's land rights issues. And I think they deal with that quite well in the show. It's not like you're just in support of the Duttons having all the land. You're sort of like, oh, I'm really conflicted because I'm also really, you know, seeing the side of Native Americans and land rights and the fact that this really was their land in the first place. So it should really just be theirs. Anyway, what I love about this show is that it is essentially, it's a Western. Yeah. And if you think about classic Westerns, you're not watching it for, like, a very realistic plot. You're watching it to be like, pow, pow, yeah, Just like that. <laughs> get him, yeah, rope that cow and, like, go get that bad guy with your pistols, you know, and they've brought that into this modern <laughs> Western. That exact dialogue, oh. everyone,
0: happens in the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're like, pew, pew, but yet...
0: Yeah. <laughs> Kevin I- Costa hates you right now. <laughs> He's like, how dare you reduce my show to this? <laughs> but, you know, like it's got all its depth,
1: right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think what really hooks you is that it has that energy where they just brush over stuff.
0: I, John Dutton, do solemnly swear to uphold the constitution of the state of Montana against all enemies, foreign and domestic.
1: So it's like someone does the Duttons wrong, right? And then they're just like, we're going to go kill them. <laughs> and they just kill them and then there's no consequences and they seem to just constantly weasel out of consequences and they're always like murdering bad people. But yeah, like fair. they're weaseling out of the consequences and it's you have to suspend reality to watch this show but my God is it so good when you suspend the reality. So if you want to get on board, which you really should, it is on Stan and you can watch all of seasons one to four now and there's about five episodes of
0: season five. Okay, My Weekend Watch is a new Australian comedy that I have been so excited to see since the first trailer came out. It's called Colin from Accounts, and it came out this week, the entire first season, on Binge. I've seen the trailer. It looks so good. How funny is it? So it was created by and stars Harriet Dyer and Patrick Brammell, who this is really cute. They are a real-life married couple who made this show together. Yay. I know. That's just adorable. I hate them. Um, <laughs> in fact, um, Harriet is a fellow Townsville girl. I oh, remember seeing represent. her up in a few music back in the day. (laughs) So the two of them created this show together and so Harriet plays a woman called Ashley, Patrick plays a man called Gordon and they have this incredibly hilarious meet cute where he's driving on the streets, he sees her, he's like, oh, there's a cute looking blonde woman, I'll check her out. Mm -hmm. She flashes him a bit of boo because why wouldn't you? And he immediately drives his car straight into a dog and (laughs) knocks the dog to the floor. I was
1: wondering where the (laughs) dog came in because I've seen the bits with the dog in the little cone and I'm like, is this a story just about a dog? What is this about? And then
0: they're brought together Uh, by having to look after this dog. Right.
1: Oh, my God. I hit a dog. Oh, my God. He's going to survive, though, right? He's been struck by a car.
0: It's more of a nudge.
1: You're looking at around $12,000. $12,000?! It's a dog!
0: So they're brought together by that disaster and then they have to look after this dog. And you have these two single people that kind of start to form this romantic connection, but mm. a lot of hilarity ensues along the way. So Harriet Dyer is a really funny Australian comedic actress. I think a lot of people first got to know her in Love Child. I that love show Love with, Child. Yeah, and she was, but I think she was a bit, what was her name? Patricia. She was a bit of the cutesy, yes. younger, naive girl. My favourite performance of hers, I think, is Stevie in Stan's show The Other Guy. That's what oh, yes. we had her on The Spill for. And Patrick bramble has been in lots of Australian shows as well. As well, like glitch, people love him. So seeing them come together and bring this unique humor to the screen is really interesting. And their chemistry together is amazing, which, yes, they're married, but not all married couples have good on-screen chemistry, no. I feel. And so the idea came, I was listening to an interview with Harry, and she said she's really interested in what random things happen when you're kind of just flirting on the street. You know how, oh, yeah. like you kind of, sometimes you'll just give it a go or you'll try and make eye contact with someone, and the dream is that your eyes will lock and you'll have a meet cute and you'll yes. it'll be like a Meg Ryan movie and you'll get married. Yes. But I feel like most of the time it's either embarrassing or little disasters can happen, yes. so like, the show kind of takes that and blows it out. I love that. Lot. I love that concept. I've definitely been that person that's
1: given it a crack and it's You flashed not, a. Uh, I did not flash a boob. boob. I did not flash a boob. I just went up to some guy at a festival and was like, Do you have a girlfriend? He was like, Yes. And I'm like, Oh. <laughs> I would call that a meet cue. That's literally like, hey,
0: you, you single, what's going on?
1: <laughs> he was really hot and he was wearing a hat at a festival, which is, you know, double someone's hotness. Wow. Well, okay.
0: I mean, I think I definitely had a boo pop out, but I don't do it. I oh. don't do it myself, but when they're this size, they do sometimes pop out. You're
1: know, like, I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> but it's never hooked me a hot guy like Patrick Bramall, So I'm going to have to give it a go. Although it probably will cause a car accident, exactly what happens here. And then the poor dog has to pay the price. <laughs> so the dog's fine. He's got, if you look at the trailer, he's got little wheels for his so little legs. So the whole first season of Colin from Accounts has come out this week. There's eight episodes. They're all there on binge for you to watch. It is the perfect weekend watching option because it is so funny and so cute.
1: Well, thanks for listening to The Spill today. This episode was produced by Laura Brodnick with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. And we will see you at mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram page. Bye. Bye.